0: Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. And you and I have an option. We have a choice when it comes into those Genesis 37 moments of silence and pain and hurt and the dream seemingly falling apart. We have a choice in that moment. Are we going to give it to the Lord and allow Him? Because what you're really doing and what I'm doing is we're trusting in God's sovereignty. His sovereignty that He is the one that is preeminent that He is the one that goes before all things, that He is the Creator God, who even knows the number of hairs on your head, and my head. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Throughout history, people have longed to understand what God's will is for their life. We often struggle with difficult questions and decisions related to our families, careers, our hopes and dreams, and our futures. Sometimes when faced with challenges and hardships in life, our faith can be tested and it becomes hard to understand what God wants us to do. Fortunately for us, the Bible offers many great lessons and encouragement to help us through these difficult times. One great example can be found in the life of Joseph. In this sermon series, we'll be examining the life of Joseph in the book of Genesis to uncover the main theme of God's faithfulness even when life doesn't go our way. Please enjoy the message. Because our hearts weren't guarded, yeah, we started having emotions for somebody else, and one thing led to another, and then hypothetically speaking, it's because we didn't think that one drink would really hurt us, but the reality is is it did. And we didn't plan to relapse, but we did. And we didn't plan, we didn't plan for our retirement to basically go to nothing. But whenever you take that kind of a hasty decision and make that kind of a hasty investment, sometimes that happens. And what do we do with that? Well, here's the thing. If you hold on to it and you try to figure it out yourself, the detour becomes destructive. Or that detour can become divine. And that is what Joseph is gonna teach us in this. We wouldn't have noticed this in chapter 37. I doubt it was at the forefront of your mind, but if you were of a Jewish heritage, you probably would have noticed this. God is not mentioned. God is seemingly not active. God does not speak in Genesis chapter 37. And here's Joseph, he gets this dream and the dream turns into a nightmare and it doesn't seem like any of it's gonna work out. And we know that silence, though, it doesn't always mean absence. And this Genesis 37 moment in which God is not doing anything seemingly, God is not active seemingly, God is not speaking seemingly, even though now we know that he was. And what you find is this common refrain throughout the the story of Joseph, here on out, in which God God was with him, God was with him, God was with him, God was with him, but here in Genesis 37, it's not there. And my point is this, is what are you going to do with that Genesis 37 moment in your life? In which there's silence. In which you're moving into that anxious moment. That unplanned thing, that unexpected thing. What are you going to do with that Genesis 37 moment in your life? What Joseph teaches us, and we're going to fast forward here to the end of the story in Genesis 50, okay? He teaches us how to reframe it. Because, again, it's not going to be a destructive detour. It's going to be a divine detour. And then at the end of the story, all right, and and I'm going to tell you the end of the story because you already got the script. So in Genesis 50, Jacob dies. His brothers are worried. Joseph's brothers are worried that that Joseph is going to try to get even with them now. And Joseph is actually aware of this. So this is like one of those moments where you realize how much he has matured. And so he goes to them, and he's going to resolve this tension with them. And this is what he says, and I'll read it to you. From Genesis chapter 50, verse 19 and 20, it says this. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? I, I know we went through the divorce. I know I went through the divorce, you might say. But am I in the place of God? I know there's a bankruptcy, and I know the business failed, and I know right now I'm in the hospital. I know you can fill in the blank. Am I in the place of God, he says to them. You intended to harm me. You have brought unimaginable pain into my life. But I can see now that this detour was actually the the path, the plan that God had for me all along. You intended to harm me. But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And you and I have an option. We have a choice when it comes into those Genesis 37 moments of silence and pain and hurt and the dream seemingly falling apart. We have a choice in that moment. Are we going to give it to the Lord and allow him? Because what you're really doing and what I'm doing is we're trusting in God's sovereignty his sovereignty, that he is the one that is preeminent, that he is the one that goes before all things, that he is the creator God, who even knows the number of hairs on your head, and my head. And no matter what it is that we may be dealing with, and no matter what it is that we may be trying to sort through, it's okay, because we have a, we have a God who will take these detours and he'll do divine things with them that we can't even, We can't even imagine, we can't even fathom because he's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first and the last. And so what do we learn about these detours? What do we learn from Joseph about these detours that God takes us on? The first is this, is that God uses detours to develop us. I mean, how was Joseph? He was selfish, he was egotistical, he was completely unaware of the way he interacted with people and the things that he was saying. He was incredibly prideful, but he had a lot of potential. And so how did it all get developed? How how did God decide to deal with all that? Well, he ended up getting sold into slavery. I mean, if anything's gonna humble you, it's gonna be a set of chains and you walking miles and miles and miles to another country. I mean, that's gonna humble you. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Romans chapter five, verse three tells us what he does with often with our pain, with our suffering, and how he develops us. He says this, we also glory in our sufferings, Paul writes, because we know that the sufferings produce perseverance and perseverance, character, and character, hope. And that hope, it does not put us to shame. As the text says, it does not disappoint. And so, it's amazing how much suffering can, can build character in you. Just like the video we watched a few moments ago with my friend, Nick. I mean, he was about to kill himself, but he found bottom, and he decided to come out of that. And it's amazing how that suffering helped him to be who he is today and helped him to do what he's doing today. And, We, don't we all just seem to have a story in which we look back and we say, that was painful, that was hurtful, that was awful. And again, maybe it was your parents divorcing, or maybe it was abuse that you went through, or maybe it was, you can fill in the blank, but isn't it amazing how almost all of us look back on that? And I'm not saying everybody, but certainly I would say the majority would look back on that and say, I wouldn't change anything because that helped me to be who I am today. God uses that stuff. So God uses the detours to develop us. God uses the detours to protect us. If if he doesn't intervene into Joseph's life at that particular point in time, then how else is Joseph going to become who he needs to become? So God was, in a way, protecting Joseph from himself. He was protecting him from becoming this prideful, selfish, egotistical leader that undoubtedly his abilities would have taken him to. You know, it's like, uh, it's like a family that I heard of who, and this is a wild story, but true. They, they, they're traveling home. There's a, there's an intense storm that they're going through. And this is back in Louisville, Kentucky. There's this intense storm that they that they're driving through. They end up hitting some traffic, everything slows down. And then finally, eventually they get back to their house. And when they got back to their house, the storm had literally blown over a massive oak tree into their house. Like, just split the house right in two. If it wasn't for the storm, the tree doesn't fall. But if it wasn't for the traffic, they would have been in the house when it happened. We can't even imagine and fathom all of the things that God protects us from. This side of heaven, will never know. But God, in that case, was protecting Joseph. God, these detours are often protecting us from things, sometimes from ourselves, sometimes from things that we'll never know. Isaiah 43, I love this verse. When you pass through the waters, God promises, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. And the flames will not set you ablaze. There's a promise in that that we can hang on to. That God is promising to protect us. He's not saying that you won't go through it. He's just saying I'm going to protect you through it. God uses detours to advance his kingdom. One of the things that we don't realize about the story of Joseph, and then really, truthfully, we're so I am so selfish. I, don't, I sometimes lose sight of the fact that God actually has something far greater going on than me. God uses this stuff to advance his kingdom. Give you some context here and help you to again understand this is kind of the bible study portion of our message is what's happening here is that jacob and his family they are in the land of canaan and they're beginning to cross paths with intermingle a little bit with the locals the canaanites the pagans and that was a no 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 God wanted a people who were set aside for him. Deuteronomy says it this way. He says it this way. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. God wanted a people who were pure, who were holy, who were his. That's what he wanted. The only way that was going to happen is if that family went to another land and completely separated themselves specifically. They went to Egypt and why would they go to Egypt? Well, guess what? The Egyptians looked down on the Israelites. They were superior to them. They were not going to intermarry. They were going to have nothing to do with them because the Israelites were going to be slaves. And so what happened is, is that God would create a pure people, a holy people, a people that were his, a nation that was his, that was undefiled. And the Egyptians had nothing to do with it, but the Canaanites would, they would have messed it all up. So God takes them to Egypt to keep them that. And then hundreds of thousands, maybe even a million of them would ultimately hundreds of years later, go back into the promised land as a nation, as a people, a people that were gods. What was God doing with this detour? He was advancing his kingdom because their salvation would come out of Egypt. Our salvation came out of Egypt as because of King Herod trying to kill Jesus, they would go off to Egypt and it was there that they would stay for a few years until Herod died and then out of Egypt, they would go back to Nazareth. That's where our salvation came from, from Jesus. God was advancing his kingdom through this detour, but it was because they gave it to God. Here's what else is amazing, is God detours can be shortcuts as every once in a while we'll hit a detour. That's a shortcut. It actually gets us there faster than we would think. But how else was Joseph going to, how else was Joseph going to become an official, a person of influence, a leader in Egypt? How else was he gonna become this person that would actually be able to save his family? How else was he gonna be this man that would essentially launch this nation in Egypt that would come out of there one day and go into the Promised Land? How else would that happen? Except for him to be sold off into slavery, into Potiphar's house, a person of the high guard, to sit in a prison amongst people who were in the inner circle of the Pharaoh. He would have never been able to do that in his lifetime if it weren't for this detour The shortcut. It's it's amazing how God uses those things. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. I hope that this message has been an encouragement to you. I know that it has been to others. You see, it is through the generous contributions of people like you that this ministry can thrive and get God's truth out into the world. I recently received a card from someone who said, Thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. They are encouraging and refreshing as we get the opportunity to hear biblically-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. And that is just one of several notes that we have received of those who appreciate the teaching here at Hope for the Day I I don't tell this story often, but, but I'll I'll share it with you today. It was about seven years ago. I'm, I'm called into an office and I was working at a church and the church, I was associate pastor at this church and um, it was a larger church, about 3,500 people and, um, and things are going really well there. It's, it's, it's a good situation. Um, but as, as it's going well, though, I'd only been there for about 18 months, and I'd moved my family all the way across the country to, to be in this place. And, and so, again, I'm called into this office after this huge move. And it's there that I sit with the senior pastor, and he looks at me, and I look at him, and through the course of a conversation, he says, You know what? I think you need to go be a senior pastor somewhere. In other words, I think you need to leave. That's what he was saying. And there was a lot of other things going on and things happening, but I can remember just sitting there thinking, I literally just moved my entire family across the country 18 months ago. It wasn't like we moved across town and it wasn't like I'd been there five or six years cause that stuff happens. And it wasn't like I had a bad performance review cause that happens and that's okay. It was just, it just wasn't a part of the plan that he had anymore. And there was this, honestly, there was this dream like, Hey, we get to stay here. This is going to work out. We like being here. This guy was 66. Like, all right. You would think it was going to wind down. And instead he's looking at me and he's saying, I think you need to go. But the elders liked me and it was a good, I mean, and the truth is going well, but they weren't going to let him fire me. So it was just a scenario, which he was just like, Hey, you need to leave, but I can't like make you leave. So, you know, I mean, in those situations guys can like cause a whole bunch of problems, but that's, that's not what we're about. My family. And so in that moment it was the dream is broken and now there's a detour and it can be a destructive detour or it can be a divine detour. And through the course of that, I remember just hanging on to this verse out of Romans. And I'll read it to you. Romans chapter eight, verse 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? That if God is for us, who can be against us? And I have and I very clearly in that moment, I mean, he was a good man, but he wasn't for me in that moment. And he did a lot of good stuff for the kingdom. And that's just the way these things go. But I just thought, you know what? This is a tough situation because whenever you're in a place like that, the truth is, is it's better than you think it is. But then you also don't have as many options as you think you do. And so I thought I had options, but I didn't really have options. But the situation wasn't as bad as it seemed. Because there's a God who's working things out. And he's doing things as, you, as we sat in that Genesis 37 moment that we couldn't quite make sense of. There wasn't a voice that was speaking to me. And aside from the scripture, that was about all I had. There wasn't a lot of interviews. It was just a sitting and waiting and knowing that God is for us. It doesn't matter who is against us. And you know how the phone calls go. You get all these random phone calls from these crazy area codes in Maryland or something. And you're like, I don't know anybody. So anyway, one day I get one of those calls, but it wasn't from Maryland, it was from a 303 area code. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So shut that down. And the way these calls usually go, you know, you you eventually look at them and it's like a 15-second voicemail. Well, anyway, I look at this voicemail and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like two minutes. I wonder what this is. As we're sitting in that Genesis 37 moment, play the voicemail.
1: Hi, Phil. (laughs) This is Gene Barron. I'm the senior pastor at Valley View Church in the Denver metro area. And uh, I got your name from Jamie Snyder. We're looking at, uh, I'm looking at transitioning out of the senior ministry. I've been here for 38 years uh, in May, and i uh, got a transition plan we've kind of been working through. And uh, Jamie had given me your name said that uh, he would highly recommend you. Uh, looking for somebody to come in and work with me for a while. And then, uh, with the rest of our staff, and then, and then, uh, kind of move into the senior role. So, uh, you can check us out at valleyviewcc.net. Uh, if you've got time to talk today, uh, I'm free pretty much all day. Uh, I had a vacation day and I was going skiing. Uh, and then the snow, the storm didn't come in until a little bit later, so, uh, I'll be around all day. I went ahead and took the vacation day, so 303-929-8413 is my uh, cell phone. Uh, we'd love to talk with you and get a little, give you a little more information, send you something, uh, via email so you can take a look at it. But uh, you can check out our website if you'd like to. And, uh, Appreciate that. Take care and God bless. Bye-bye.
0: Yeah, isn't that great? <clears throat> Seven years ago, I got that voicemail. And um, it's amazing, you know, how good the Lord is. And thank you, Gene, for telling me about everything that was going on in your day that day. <laughs> Minus your St. Louis Cardinals update. Um, That was our moment, and the Lord seemed to work it out. And now we're here, and this church is vibrant, and there's great things happening, and gene has been honored, and the elders have been honored, and more importantly, the Lord's been honored. And His kingdom is continuing to advance through my detour, and it can through yours as well. And it's just a matter, are you gonna allow it to be a destructive detour, or divine detour, and I'm telling you it just rests in you accepting that promise of God is for you, so who can be against you? Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, certainly grateful for the amazing interventions that you've had in my life and where you've brought us. We're grateful that so many years ago you would prompt Jean to reach out to us and bring us to this place and And may that just be a a testimony, Lord, to what you can do to the people here in their lives and that you would um, let them know that while they may be in that that Genesis 37 moment of silence, that, Father, that that you're there and you're folding the will, folding their lives into your will that's unfolding in this world. And we thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. Amen. Well, unfortunately we have to bring today's message to a close, but my hope is that the word that was spoken was an encouragement to you. That's always our hope here at Hope for the Day. Did you know that these messages are recorded at Valley View Christian Church every Sunday?